0: And welcome back. Mike Haas and Mike Detellier and Deuce McAllister, who is in Fresco, Texas. We are at the Rouse's 4500 Chapatulas, brought to you by Bimbo Bakeries, Little Bite Snacks. They're the Intamin Snacks Shop Rouse's Market. It's the official supermarket of the Saints. Get ready for Saints and Falcons, Chapter 2. Uh, on Sunday at noon, Chapter 1 was Week 1, and we're joined now by Justin Felder, who is a sports anchor at Fox 5 in Atlanta. Who, Justin, if I'm correct in this, you arrived in June of 2015, so your first year, the Falcons were 8-8, eight and eight, and then your second year, Super Bowl 28-3. to
1: Man. Yeah, it was good luck, but it wore out pretty quick, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, been, been, <laughs> been there a couple of years, but, uh, yeah, looking forward to another trip to New Orleans. Always a, a, a wild finish in store for
2: these and a great city to visit. So looking forward to what should be a, all of a sudden pretty interesting game. Yeah, you, you could say throw out the records here, but both of them kind of mirror images. They're, they're begging one. you to throw out the records. <laughs> yeah, on oh, <laughs> this spot. But yeah, it, it, something crazy happens in, in every Saints Falcons game, something really out of the ordinary. But to, to start a rookie quarterback here this late in the year, and kind of the drama that happened with Mariota and everything else around it, um, what's your feeling there from the organization? Do they really believe that Desmond is the guy, not only for this week, but he's the future for the Magic, uh, quarterback position as a starter? Man, there's a lot of
1: layers to unpack to this story, yeah. right? But we'll start, starting off with Desmond Ritter. I think, you know, what Arthur Smith said this week was it was a performance based decision, right? He didn't say, hey, we want to get a look at the guy to see if we want to draft a quarterback. He didn't say anything about down the line. They feel they've said that Desmond Ritter gives them the best chance to win now. And give credit to Marcus Mariota. Did a lot of things, you know, folks weren't expecting. Remember, before the season, the Falcons' wins over-under was like two and a half. And they've yep. eclipsed that. He had, he had some real good weeks. Um, but they think, yeah, that maybe he can he can give them a spark. Uh, Mariota, over the last several weeks, I mean, he hasn't cracked 200 passing yards since week eight. Uh, so, yeah, they went ahead and made that switch. And I, I think it's still too early to see about, you know, down the line in the future, you um, franchise guy it's just going to be you know week one this week but it is no matter how the season wraps up going to give them a lot of information heading into the offseason into the draft what have you uh, about which way they want to go at the quarterback so it's, uh, i think it's both.
2: him a lot i tell you what he's poised uh for for a young quarterback he's poised and if he can improve his short range passing you got something there
1: yeah, and he, the one thing that I'm going to be really interested to watch with, uh, with Ritter is how he's able to use his legs, right? I mean, that's the thing that Marcus Mariota, even as a, a veteran, right, further along in his career, was super effective at this year, uh, was the ability to run the ball. It got him into trouble sometimes, uh, extending plays and then throwing picks, but he had four rushing touchdowns, 400-something rushing yards this year. Desmond Ritter ran for some yards in the preseason. Obviously, you're not going to put yourself too much at, at risk in the preseason, but, real effective runner in college had 28 rushing touchdowns in Cincinnati so it'll be interesting to see how they use that element of the game cuz that's been when this offense has worked this year it's been the run game leading the way can they get that run game and add a little bit more in the passing game than they got out with Marcus Mariota then they might be onto something
3: well i got a question for you and it's really when you look at it how much have you guys seen him work Um, with this offense outside of just this last, you know, the bye week and this week, has he been running the scout team? Or, you know, when you talk about being able to get reps, uh, he's been worked in a little bit, you know, even though uh, Marcus has been the starter. I'm, I'm just trying to figure out how comfortable, I mean, I know he says he's comfortable in the offense, but just trying to see how comfortable he really is in the offense. Yeah,
1: it's a great question, and ultimately, you know, we don't see much of it, right? Because we're when we're at practice, they're they're stretching and jogging and going through individual drills, and then we're kicked out of there. But I can tell you, it's been majority scout team for Desmond Ritter. It sounds like his reps may have increased a little bit uh, recently. And the one thing he said was during the bye week, he and some of the skill position players stayed in town, uh, in Atlanta, worked together, worked on their timing, tried to build up. You know a little bit of that consistency, uh, so they they feel really good about that. But it's a mystery. We'll we'll see. You know what he's able to do uh, on Sunday in the dome, and like you said, that's a tough place to start. And remember, in the preseason, where he looked pretty good. You know, it, a mixed results. wasn't playing with the starters. wasn't playing against starters. So it's a lot. It, it, it's still a mystery out there.
0: That was interesting when you look at Atlanta, not not. F- completely different from the Saints, but you score 26 in Week 1, 26 in Week 2. I mean, 27 in Week 2. Now, both are losses, but that's you know, 53 points, and then the rest of your losses are 15 points, 17 points, 17 points, 15 points, 13 points, and 16 points. I mean, you're not going to win a whole lot of football games, and you didn't, uh, you know, offensively averaging really, you know, other than those first two games, 15 points a game. That's they've They've struggled far more than I thought they would offensively.
1: Yeah, and the weird thing is, you know, coming into the season, you know, and still today there are still so many question marks about the defense, but give the defense some credit. They've kept them in uh, a lot of these games. And, and like you said, the you know, the offensive output is not what they've wanted. It's been good at times, um, but it, it's it's not been to the level they think they can be at, especially with how effective that running game's been. Arthur Smith bringing a lot of creativity into that. They get Cordero Patterson going, Tyler Algier, uh, the young guy, have been so effective at that. So they, they really feel like there's a lot more out there uh, for them, especially, you know, if you keep the turnovers at bay. And you can, like I said earlier, just add a little bit to that passing game where it isn't so one-dimensional.
2: can add it for the future, uh, which you got, you guys going to have like $50 million bucks, uh, to spend in free agency. And, you know, just taking a look at the team from the outside in, offensive line certainly is going to have to be upgraded. But, man, the Falcons have spent a lot of early draft choices and thrown free agent money at pass rushers and still really haven't filled that void. Yeah,
1: that's been, you know, since when I started here covering the Falcons, really since their Super Bowl season when it was Vic Beasley, uh, they really haven't had a consistent pass rusher uh, to compliment Grady Jarrett. I mean, he's, he's one of the premier interior pass rushers in the league. A guy to keep an eye on, though. In the game on Sunday, Arnold Abicati, rookie out of Penn State, has really been coming on, and really right when he was kind of on the upswing, ran into some injuries. It sounds like he's back to really to to being close to a hundred percent. But he's a guy that you know they were high on, used a high draft pick on um, that they feel can can bring that edge pass rush. But I, I agree with you a hundred percent. That's been the one consistent problem uh, over the years. Really, again, since that that run to the Super Bowl they had, is they haven't had the consistent pass rush. They have Grady Jarrett, but when he's, you know, the the biggest threat, he's facing double teams, triple teams all the time and can't do it by himself.
3: When you look at this team uh, overall, for them to be successful on Sunday against the Saints, what's one or two players offensively or defensively that have to play well? I mean, we know from from a quarterback standpoint, we know with Desmond, you know, he has to come in and, and, and do a good job. But if there's another player or two that has to be able to either play up to the level that that's expected, or you know, even at a higher level, what 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 are those players, or who are those players?
1: I guess we'll start on offense, and I'm going to say the two tackles, right? Jake Matthews and Caleb McGarry. It's a really tough place to play. A lot's going to be on them. A lot's going to be on Desmond Ritter's plate to keep these guys, you know, on schedule at the line of scrimmage. Are they ready to go? Can he get out, you know, the play calls and the checks in what you guys know well is an incredible amount of noise. And can those tackles give them some time when they do need to pass? You know, they've again, they've the offensive line has really, you know, shown a lot in the running game. But Marcus Mariota, like Matt Ryan in years past, was under fire quite a bit this year. So I'm going to say the two tackles on offense. Uh, And then on defense, you can go a lot of different ways. I'm going to look at A.J. Terrell. I mean, he's had a a really solid season, a really consistent season. But, you know, the Falcons' top cornerback, a guy they feel like is one of the the better cornerbacks, better young cornerbacks in the league, you know, can he make a splash play? Can he – Can he punch a ball out? Can he jump in front of a pass for an interception? Um, Because this might be the kind of game where, you know, one turnover, one play, especially late in the game, could be the difference. So A.J. Terrell, a guy they are super excited about, Um, can he make that big impact play?
0: Do you think – have you talked much with your defense or with with Arthur about the the impact of Taysom Hill and kind of – you know he's kind of been for the Saints. It's he's had phenomenal weeks, and in week one he had four carries, 81 yards, 57, one being the longest. Also a reception about now that they've got a full, much more full body of work to look at and how they can plan to attack and and, and defend Taysom.
1: Yeah, you no, know, I, I think there's the main thing you get when you talk to the the Falcons defensive players about the Saints is just a lot of compliments for the entire offense. I mean it's a a great collection of skill players all over the place. Taysom Hill has been a a heartbreaker for the Falcons, not just this season, but in the past. Uh, And tight ends as a whole. I know Taysom kind of hard to put a a specific position label on him. But they've had some trouble with athletic tight ends that can get in space, that can create some mismatches. So that's certainly somebody that they're going to have their eye on. But, you know, it's, it's respect for the entire offense. And I think everybody knows what the Saints offense can be capable of. I know it's not been quite there uh, over the past few weeks but Taysom Hill and just that that entire group command a lot of respect
2: One of the things in in game one, didn't get a great pass rush uh, right off the bat other than when they started blitzing and you know, Dean Pease and I go back a long way uh, (laughs) when he was with the Titans and Dean's coached a lot of football in his his time frame Uh, they seem to have bought into what Dean is coaching in He's a very aggressive coach, and defensively, to be honest with you, they have really played better than I think most people thought they would. And I give a lot of credit to Dean Pease and what he what he's been able to do. And he sort of has manufactured a pass rush if it's sending a linebacker or a defensive back.
1: Yeah, I think you know I, I think that credit extends to, to here in Atlanta as well to Dean Pease, and he's talked about. Throughout the year, just that year two in his system, it's a lot more comfort. You know, and also bringing back guys like an Isaiah Oliver, you know, a a guy who's playing mostly nickel back. He was hurt for much of last year. Guys that have the experience, that have the ability to communicate, that have the ability to to get everybody lined up. Um, And actually, I talked to Isaiah, this was a couple weeks back, and he really said, you know, one of the things that people don't realize is that in a Dean Pease defense, he puts a lot of the responsibility on getting guys lined up. On getting the checks out there, actually on you know the nickelback, on guys in the secondary, not just you know the Mike linebacker with the, the green dot. So I, I found that interesting a couple of years ago. But yeah, Dean Pease has really brought a lot to this team. The guys buy in; they love playing for him. We love hearing from him. I'm sure you know every every press conference with Dean Pease is always
2: uh, uh, has right a couple to happen. Every time he opens his mouth.
0: Justin, we appreciate yeah. your time, and be, uh, be safe uh, coming to New Orleans. Have a great weekend here. And, again, thanks for visiting with Mike Dettelier and Deuce McAllister here on WWL.
2: Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, Justin.
0: Justin Felder, Fox 5 Sports in Atlanta. We've got to step aside, take a break. Mike, Goss, Mike Dettelier and Deuce McAllister in Frisco, Texas. We are at the Rouse's Markets, 4500 Chapitulas, brought to you by Bimbo's Bakery's Little Bite Snacks, Shop Rouse's the official supermarket of the Saints. Back after this, www.amfm.com. Always free on the Odyssey app. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe.